Welcome to Rainmakers. Now to our host, Carl Grant. Welcome to Rainmakers. I'm here with Neely Axon. He's a partner with the Axon Law Firm out of Istanbul, Turkey. Thanks for joining us, Meili. Uh, thank you for having me. So I got to meet Mele over the summer when I was visiting Istanbul, and he was introduced to me. Now, a lot of a lot of people will not know this name, but uh, there's a, a a partner that works for my law firm named Mike Lincoln. He's head of the corporate group, and people know him in the technology business community. And you were introduced to me as the as the Mike Lincoln of Turkey. Now, how does one become a rainmaker in Istanbul, Turkey, and how is it different than the U.S.? Because I know you've spent some time in the U.S. as well. Um, well, um, thanks once more uh, for having me today. So um, I think that there, there, there is some, some universal side to it, and there's some localized aspect into this, uh, I guess. Uh, but my experience so far uh, has been like I have I had three things that I consider to be important in being this rainmaker in in, in in a law firm. Um, I don't know which which one should come first, but um, this the, the first one I want to mention is something I learned uh, during my coursework uh, at UC Berkeley, uh, which I uh, I, ha I had my graduate studies um, from. Um, it is to establish a trusted advisor type of relationship with clients um, rather than just being random professional service providers. Um, you know, having this kind of a level of personal relationship with the client um, and be becoming more than just a person who, who is consulted as you know, to that just to provide an opinion on a certain part of the contract or something. Uh, rather than that, I, I'm I'm trying to build a wider, you know, a broader uh, type of relationship with the client, where, you know, we we talk about sometimes even talk about our kids, you know, how life goes, and you know, by uh, moving a, a step inside the personal circle of the potential client, I feel like they also perceive you as, um, how would you say, as one of their close, closer contacts. So in my experience, um, they, they later on tend to, you know, even start consulting you about other stuff as well. Well, okay, this has a business side of it, of course. I think it creates, it, it creates better business relationships because then the client becomes more tolerant to potential, not mistakes, but you know, you may you may need to earn some credit for you know being a day late or you know missing a point, uh, but later on uh, recover you know, uh, but later on uh, fixing that missing point, whatever. So uh, having this personal relationship makes the client uh, more tolerant towards you in general. Uh, but other than that, you know, it, it makes your life um, happier in, in my experience because I just want to work with people whom I enjoy spending time with. I don't want to be tense or uh, uh, nervous all the time while delivering services, you know. Um, of course, you cannot do this with all the clients, 
but you can do it with the majority of them I, in my, in my uh, experience. And to do that, to become the trusted advisor, I guess you need to be a person more like, like a polymath type of person, you know, rather than an expert in very, uh, one narrow uh, legal field. You gotta be, you gotta train yourself in a way that you are wise in the same time, in, in, in the general sense. It's not only about having knowledge in this very narrow specific field. Um, so I would recommend the listeners who may be students or need, need some kind of advice to, to, you know, always have a perspective on uh, training themselves in, in a broader sense, you know, like they would read, they can read philosophy, they can have more interest in um, world news, whatever. So it makes you wiser in that regard. And um, another, another thing is to always keep a broad network of people uh, at your reach. You know, like if you have a very wide, very broad base uh, as part of your network, you increase your chance of um, having something coming up to you um, among, among that wide network of people. You know, in, in my first years, I was always outside attending events, you know, uh, drafting newsletters, you know, whatever uh, marketing, marketing type of activity you can imagine, I was out there, uh, I showed up. But later on, I realized that once I expanded my um, business network to, to such a degree, uh, it, it started creating automatically, you know, it started uh, developing business on its own, uh, kinda. Uh, so uh, now I can't find time to go out and show up at you know so many events as I used to, because um, you know every week something new comes up out of my network by its own. Um, so I, I also would want to hear about your take on this uh, but let me finish with the, the last point we can then talk upon them uh, in more detail one thing i experienced was um, that it is maybe this is specific to uh, my region which i'm not sure uh, you gotta uh, make the potential client feel like they are equals to you in, in the sense of, you know, socioeconomically or intellectually, however you call it. You know, why do lawyers wear suits or expensive watches or, you know, drive expensive cars whatsoever? I'm not that type of person at all. Um, I, I don't give a damn about anything, uh, anything like showing off my stuff or whatever. But uh, I got to do it to some degree because, uh, um, business people, owners of businesses, uh, you know, those high elite people, <laughs> however you call them, they just, you know, in order for them to um, open up or in order for them to take your advice seriously or, at, you know, even talk to you as equals, you know, in order for you to achieve that level of relationship uh, as a partner of a law firm should do, I think you need to have a level, attain a level of bourgeoisie, you know, <laughs> you gotta be, you gotta show them that you belong to the same caste 
uh, <laughs> I don't know how to tell. Um, I, I don't think this is something uh, even, this doesn't even happen at the uh, um, conscious level. It, it probably happens more at the subconscious level, but it, it, is, it is something because, you know, just I, I, the listeners can, you know, imagine about themselves, like they, they can think to themselves when they get into a social situation and the first question we ask in a capitalistic society is like, what do you do? And if that person tells you, uh, I don't know, I'm just um, an, a, a public worker at the uh, local water authority, the governmental uh, water administration, whatever, uh, you would lose your interest at some point, you know. Okay, he, he might be a good person, but, but what, if they tell you that, you know, they are one of, one of the sea levels of Google or, you know, a high, a, a, um, they come from a, an upper level of business life. Uh, suddenly, you feel like you're, you're you have more more to learn from that person, or developing a relationship could earn you stuff um, um, like as a human, as a, as a business uh, manager, in all all aspects. So uh, it's 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 a similar thing, you know. You need to make them feel like you they you are equals to them. I think uh, I would concentrate uh, this rainmaking uh, skills or perspective under these three three main uh, head headlines: uh, yeah. keeping a broad network, being a uh, being a 360 degrees polymath person who is wise enough to be able to become a trusted advisor, um, and make others feel like you're equals to them. Uh, in terms of social economic aspects. And I got to experience this firsthand with you when I was in Turkey. Uh, I, I got an invitation to your nice office, very nice office, and you took me out for a nice lunch, and we had a nice conversation. And even though I've just met you that one time, I, I feel like I have a connection with you. Uh, like you're my go-to guy in Turkey uh, if I need anything, right? And I imagine that's the kind of thing that you do with others when you meet them, when you want to purposely, um, you know, get a relationship with that person or that firm, right? Absolutely. And I just remembered one more point when you, when you uh, told this to me. Um, I think it is also important to um, create value for whomever contact you have, not, not, not necessarily a potential client, in terms of... Um, helping them uh, reach out to a specific person or, you know, since you hold a broad network of people under your reach, um, what usually happens to me is that, you know, a, a person, it, it happens to be that I know someone who can create value for that specific person in target. <laughs> so mm -hmm. uh, I, I make introductions, I, I create value for them. And um, they, um, how would you say, once I get them introduced to this specific person who created, creates value for that other person, they be you become to go person when they need something. Um, because Mili is the guy who knows, you know, so many important people, 
he's a, he's a resource. You, you, yeah, I think it all comes down to being a good resourceful person in their contact list, you know, whatever they may need. And now how do you translate that to being a connector then using your legal services? Because you need to bill hours. Uh, and does it always make that, that transition? Well, um, there are just different aspects to it. Um, at, at least in Turkey, um, there are some people who get commissions out of the, the relations they develop which I honestly don't do, or I don't focus on earning money out of that. I rather, I, I'm rather trying to create a, a, a strong network of people uh, who are, who knows me as a good, good person and a well-connected person, a resourceful person. And then on the way, uh, this field, you know, this uh, fertile field would eventually uh, provide fruits for me. That's the, that's the target I'm trying to reach. Um, so um, that's the main target, but uh, of course, as a secondary target, you know, all these connections eventually turn into some kind of business, which you can, or you or someone from your team can advise uh, for. Um, so you're also creating your own business, you know, uh, like, because I know that law firms all around the world, they're like hubs, kind of, um, they're like multipliers, uh, so, so-called, um, because we, we have like hundreds of retainer clients and, you know, hundreds of, uh, regular clients. No, no one else knows people from that many areas uh, united under one roof. So I don't know if this could be turned out as a, as a separate business by itself, <laughs> but it kind of conflicts with the legal profession, I guess, because if you are seeking to earn money out of, you know, earning commissions out of bringing people together, it kind of hurts the image of uh, an independent lawyer, I guess. So it, they don't unite well, but it happens occasionally. Yeah. <laughs> no, I hear you. I, I, I know people who do. So I, I do a little bit of headhunter type work. I do a little bit of investment banker type work. I'm not an yes. investment banker or a headhunter. And I look at the fees that th those guys get. And sometimes I wonder, <laughs> should I be doing something different? Uh, but I, you know, I, I do that all to feed the law firm, which feeds me. And, and in, in the end, it all works out. And so look, any, we're, we're coming up on 15 minutes here and I like to end it on time. So any lasting thoughts before we sign off? Um, any last thoughts? Um, I, I just would wanna hear if um, you, you think things work similarly in the US as well. Um, well, I similar. had some experience. Okay. Very similar. The only, the only thing that you said that is a little different, um, and I think it's a cultural thing, is you mentioned the caste system. You know, in the United States, that's, that's not, you know, it's not a thing, right? But, but yeah, you know, we do, you do have business executives and you do have, you know, some of the same types of kind of uh, rank, if you will. But, but everybody, you know, even the guy who's, you know, um, working in office services can become CEO one day in the United States. That's a, like the American dream. So. Right. So you, you, you treat everybody, you treat everybody with uh, respect. Um, but I understand what you're saying. 
I understand. Absolutely. So uh, Turkey is a transition zone, you know, but uh, then something to take take from today's conversation for listeners could be that if you're if you are going to do business in our region in the Middle East, uh, Northern Africa, Central Asia, uh, that's something you got to consider, you know, well, only coming from West uh, is enough, <laughs> usually, but uh, if not, or, or if needed, you got to be uh, at that level, up at that level to establish this good relationship, just they can keep in their minds. This is something maybe, as you yeah. said, cultural. Yeah, well, and I know you, so, so I, I will be able to get to the right people if I need to in Turkey. So, hey, <laughs> thank you so much for spending this time with us today. I think you were great. Well, All right. Thank you. All right. And if you Thanks need anything so much, in Turkey, Kyle. call Mele. Mele Aksan. Thanks so much. Take care. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. You have been listening to Brain Makers with Carl Grant.